0: Alexa is collecting data and your smartphone is collecting data and so on and you just have to be very, very aware of of what's going on because it's so easy to get sucked in with all these amazing apps and Welcome to
1: Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating and inspiring guests who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, author, and fellow Zestful Ager. And if you like the podcast, you'll love my companion online course. Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity, and it comes with a 30-page companion manual. It's a blueprint for aging well. Because what good is living longer if we're not also healthy and happy? Find out more at Well. I've got my little Jack Russell Terrier Sparky right beside me, and I have a cup of coffee in my hand, so let's begin. Today we're going to be talking with Kristen Johnson, who is a prize-winning poet and writer, a novelist, a ghostwriter, a screenwriter, and the author of Ain't You Got No Manners, The Bible for Social Media. And we're going to speak with her today about her book and get some help navigating the overwhelming and confusing world of the World Wide Web and learn some social media
0: do's and don'ts.
1: Welcome to the show, Kristen.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I've listened to your podcast, and you certainly have some wonderful offerings. And I also watched a bit of the video of the Kiwi Coffin Club, and that was uh, very unusual and uh-huh. uh, and interesting. So, oh, good.
1: I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I pride myself on, you know, having guests that have some. Unusual sometimes uh, experiences to share and also some guests that can really help us with our daily practical habits. And that's where you come in, Kristen, because I think we all need a little bit of help. It's so overwhelming um, and especially with the new news that's come out with Facebook and how maybe we thought our our uh, computer life was a little more private than it really is.
0: That's so true. And the thing is, the thing is, it should be private, but, but it is a collection of computers and that data is being stored somewhere. And, and we don't really know where, where it's being stored. And we're just don't finally learning what's being stored and what's being shared about us. And I believe it was um I want to say that the author was mark goodman who who wrote about uh security. I read the book and it's quoted in my book and i'll I'll look it up. However, he said that you're not the customer, you're the product when it comes to these social media companies, and I think we're seeing that more and more in terms of uh Twitter, Facebook and and Google and some of the others. So it's really a good idea to be mindful of what you're sharing and what you're doing online and how much you're sharing because we don't realize how much we're sharing. You see cases in the news about Alexa collecting data for and being subpoenaed in murder cases and things like that. But really, you don't need to have that to realize that Alexa is collecting data and your smartphone is collecting data and so on. And you just have to be very, very aware of of what's going on because it's so easy to get sucked in with all these amazing apps. And mm-hmm. I, I know that your audience is into um, into being very active and activist and things like that, but even some of the some of these apps that that are uh, no matter what what uh, cause you're doing, they they do collect your data and you just have to be careful about what you're sharing If
1: I'm wondering if you could sort of take us through the day of like an average, post middle-aged woman just doing her life maybe meeting you know whatever she's doing some activity checking maybe where she's going to meet a friend for coffee maybe doing some google searches could you sort of take us through the day and um tell us where the red flags might be
0: that's a great idea and and the book uh, that I was mentioning is Future Crimes by Mark Goodman and it has and it covers a lot of this stuff. so okay. that's one book that I that I mentioned. So let's talk about that, that woman going through her day. So shes okay. maybe she's checked Facebook because um, there's a, there was a birthday party or something like that and she's tagged in a photo or, or, or whatever. Um, and that's another thing when Facebook when somebody tags you in the photo and maybe you necessarily don't want to be tagged in a photo because you don't want all that activity out there even if it's joyful activity you have the option to remove that tag in, in in Facebook you have the option to not be tagged and let's just say that she was at this uh co-workers party and things like that and somebody shared a photo of her that that she didn't think was think was very flattering or didn't showcase her in the best light. One of the things that that you can do if you know for online photos because we all take them is ask hey is it okay if I share this photo and tag you in it. Oh, so ask
1: permission.
0: Ask permission and I don't say that you have to do that all the time like sometimes i I will take photos if it's like a public event and I will share it to Instagram and things like that. but for you know for a private social gathering and things like that or a coworker party or a birthday party or bachelorette or especially that and that's not even talking about sharing photos of kids because I know we we all share share photos of kids what
1: are the rules about just taking a picture of people? who haven't given
0: me permission that's a really great question i think everybody has to decide for themselves and i think one of the things that possibly that we all are getting used to is that we're all on camera that there's cameras everywhere that there's camera phones everywhere so it's kind of like we're it's almost when we're in a public space we're almost surrendering our privacy in a way but we do have the right you know to to not have our photo photo shared because not everybody wants that it's really a matter of of using common sense which is not always easy to do when you have these wonderful devices and wonderful apps and things like that
1: Uh, I think I was sitting in a doctor's office and, um, you know, just waiting a few minutes uh, to see my doctor and someone, and I know that you've had this experience, most people Mm -hmm. have, was talking at a really high volume on their cell phone. And I kind of looked at her like, do you really want me to know all this about your private life? And she completely you know, didn't acknowledge my look. I was kind of giving her, a, you know, you're being a little bit loud and a little bit rude look, completely ignored that. And what what are the, what's the protocol now if you're in a public space and somebody is loudly talking on their cell phone?
0: That is a great question. And I've encountered this in a restaurant. I encountered this in a restaurant not too long ago and I wanted to confront the person, but instead it's, it's kind of like, you're not sure how that's going to go over Mm. if you walk over and say excuse me you know we can all this is a small restaurant we can all hear you but with with me i notice that i talk louder on a cell phone just because sometimes just because you're you're trying to hear the person and you're you're sort of and if the people around you are talking loud you sort on the cell phone you sort of Match it. It's kind of kind of like mirroring, or you think you have to talk louder in order to be heard because sometimes the connection isn't the greatest. So, I see. Uh, so there could be that. There, there's dozens of explanations for the behavior, but be aware of the setting and everything. And what I try to do if if it's a cell phone conversation for me is I try to step outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the restaurant or or go in the bathroom or whatever, whatever. But even even then, you know, that's still a public space. E- even if it's a bathroom, we think it's private, but it's still a public space. So you mm-hmm. just have to use a lot of lot of discretion for confronting people, that's a little little trickier. You could probably either request to be moved to another table or mm-hmm. or, or change tables or something like that. But that's not always an option. So that's a really, really great question, and it it's worth some thought.
1: And I think it really speaks to how our society has been radically changed by these little supercomputers we carry with us. and Oh yes. You know, that's and that's so clear that now we're even having this conversation. what do you do? And I struggle when I see people like, I'm at a stoplight and people are texting while they're driving. Oh my um, God.
0: I, I, I find I've myself kind of, yelling. At yeah, and that does not me. go
1: well. I mean, I've caught the attention of people who are texting, and they—they're not grateful that I've pointed it out.
0: Exactly, and I've found myself uh, look seeing seeing text come in on my smartphone when I'm driving, and I think, okay, nothing is that urgent. Do mm-hmm. not be distracted by this little little pinging and things like that. And, yeah if it's if it's that important or if it's if it's bothering you that much if someone needs a response right now which very few people do you know just pull over pull into a a shopping center or something like that pull over mm-hmm. on the side of the road if you can but otherwise like they say it can wait it's not mm-hmm. you know it's not that important and it's i know we all know this but the thing is about these yeah. devices is it's brain hacking. So let's take your, your listener who's going through her day. She may not even realize, in addition to all the other demands she has, like work, uh, relationship or marriage, children, uh, community service. She may not even realize that these cell phones and everything are just bombarding her brain with all these, with the demand to constantly check it. And then it's it's weird because we look at our kids, and and how they're uh, glued to their smartphones. I was listening not too long ago uh, to another to another podcast where a parenting expert was talking about how teenagers sometimes decompress on their smartphones. You know, decompress from their day because they've been getting they've been on all day and so forth, okay. and I. There's probably a place for that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Well, I would be really hypocritical if I said there wasn't a place. I mean, I I love that I can look at, uh, you know, thousands of knitting patterns in a second that i can uh look learn about you know how to identify a particular kind of moss or what it means if my dog has is scratching you know i mean it's it's like having your own reference librarian i love that so i'd be really hypocritical if i said to my my son, you know, that's bad for your brain. I think we're all kind of in this same
0: mess. You know, that's a really interesting thing because in Ain't You Got No Manners, I talk about the, uh, the need to kind of step away from the devices, even though I have mine close at hand turned off on airplane mode, of course. The internet helps you look up those knitting patterns, but the knitting, the mm-hmm. the focused attention that you need to, to knit and pearl. I know people that quilt, and I understand that it takes a lot of focused attention. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's a balance for you know the distraction that the smartphone sometimes um, encourages in our brain.
1: Oh, that's that I that's interesting. So the idea of and this might be tip number one for our listeners is, you know, this we might agree is like a necessary evil. I mean, you could do without a smartphone, but most people are not gonna make that choice. So maybe what we're talking about in my field of psychotherapy is harm reduction. So we're not gonna say, let's get rid of it altogether, but how can we balance it out? How can we, as, as you say, be mindful of, I don't want my brain to be in my phone or my laptop for this many hours a day and to be very planning about i've got to get out in nature i've got to you know whatever you do for health i've got to eat some good foods i've got to cook a nice meal i want to do some silent meditation or whatever i want to go have coffee with my friends and not be distracted by if my phone's lighting up
0: exactly and and it's you know, I understand the balance between, you know, if if you've got kids or, or um, chances are that forty five year old uh, th- that middle aged woman ha- might have parents or some other some other um, elderly parents uh, needing care or something else. Mm. You know, you you need to be kind of have your phone out in order to have people get a hold of you if they need to and so forth. But on the other hand it's just kind of a matter of deciding what's what's urgent using our brains to decide what's urgent and mm-hmm. but the thing about the they've determined that they're hacking our brains to stay on the apps on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and i love Facebook and Twitter and Instagram but mm-hmm. they they're hacking our brains to for us to use the phones longer and things like that uh, I, don't I don't even understand. have Facebook on Facebook. Have the Facebook app on my phone because here's another tip for your listeners: yeah. the Facebook app can uh, can actually listen to your what's going on around you if you have it on. So, uh, and plus, I've had friends that have deleted the Facebook app and realized that they realize that they're a, they're happier. Because they're not constantly checking the Facebook app. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a that's another tip from your listeners. Let's talk about that options of choice. Ain't you and ain't you got more manners? I say that that uh, you know not everything needs to be responded to or or addressed addressed that minute. I mean, yes, you need to deal with work emails and things like that, not in a timely fashion and prioritize and so forth and keep up with these relationships but not everything needs to be uh, addressed and not every app needs to be checked that that minute it's kind of like that overwhelm of choice oh my god i have all this information i have i have this stimulation i have that stimulation and to a certain extent it helps your brain stay young to to keep up with things, to learn new things, but it also it's kind of like when you have multiple apps open on the phone and the performance is slowing. So, uh-huh. You, uh-huh. so it needs to be something that's the things that are the most important to you. And that's not always easy to decide, but to take the woman that we were talking about, during the course of her day, she might have so many things that come up. And part of that is, part of this wonderful thing we call living where where we get surprises unexpected twists plot twists but some of it is you know just one more thing that you have to have to respond to and it's really about maybe having the mindset that okay how can I be curators of my a curator of my time
1: oh i love that yeah it's like who it it, it reminds me of that silly expression that kids say you're not the boss of me but it's like who's the boss of me you know me
0: or my smartphone (laughs) exactly (laughs) and and if aliens uh landed who knows of course according to the internet they already are they already are here (laughs) maybe they are who knows but Anyway, if aliens landed, they think they think that these smartphones were the were the overlords, and they keep we keep joking about artificial intelligence and robot robot overlords. But it's almost like they they would they would think that we were um, that we were the servants of these of these oh. smartphones instead of you know, the masters and actually the creators. So
1: just switching gears for a minute, how did you get interested in um, the whole question of social media and and how it's affecting us as, as a culture?
0: To make a long story short with the book, I had done a manners book years ago, and for whatever reason, projects sometimes stall and it just wasn't the right time for it and then so it it languished for a while while like other projects took took precedence and my editor was looking at the old manuscript and she said you know there's a there's room for this we need a manners book and we'll have to update this because back when i was doing the original manner manners manuscript uh, cell phones were not not everywhere and they and they certainly weren't as compact or or they didn't have the abilities to turn your face into an animal emoji or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They they didn't have that and also we couldn't have a Facebook was just a a gleam in Mark Zuckerberg's eye and (laughs) so forth (laughs) but I think that uh, the iPhone came out in 2007. Uh, it was just unbelievable, uh, all the things that had transpired since I started doing that, since I did the original manuscript. And so I thought social media is so big, you know, I'm checking Facebook, I'm checking Twitter, I'm wow. um, I'm using it to promote my books, but I'm also spending a significant amount of time on it, and also you know it's 2015 the presidential campaign is uh oh. start starting to ramp up and social media is becoming that's an entire topic entirely social media is becoming right. is exploding in terms of the political sphere even though uh barack obama was said to be the social media president and, and things like that and so there and there were uh, certainly people that used social media but now it's just completely taken on a a new life of its own. So I thought, there's room for a book on social media. There's room for exploration of social media and how we can relate to it and how we can live our best life online. And my late mother, a a librarian, uh, uh, was a children's author, she conceived of the think button. Smartphones and email and Facebook and social media platforms have a send button some of them even have a save button mm. but they don't have a think button
1: <laughs> think think first
0: <laughs> I know right it, it, think before you send things and think think um, just 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 think don't assume the technology is going to do the thinking for you just just always make sure that this whole this refrain that we've been doing you're in charge so anyway, what's the most surprising
1: thing you learn from writing the book?
0: The most surprising thing I think is how much we share online without realizing it and how much is shared about us online without realizing it because we're not just living in a vacuum. Uh, things are shared about uh, us all the time, whether it's our businesses or, are, or photos of us, or people tweet about us. And it's it's wonderful to get those those mentions online, especially if you are a public figure or a business, but you, you don't realize how much you are sharing online and how much is being shared about you online. Mm. So, and also the amount of uh, misinformation that's out there on the internet. I mean, we always knew that Okay, don't trust everything you read on the internet. Don't trust all the all the medical information and things like that things mm-hmm. they, there are, there are hoaxes online and dare I say it fake news and things like that but mm-hmm. but uh, you really have to be careful about information that's that you read online. You just have to be mindful and be curators of that information, and that's overwhelming. I think one of the things that surprised me in in reading the book is just how much information there is out there on the internet. I guess I knew of it, but it was a, the tip of the iceberg and just how many uh differing opinions there are out there and you just really have to be to say okay, this is the way things are. Well, maybe not, maybe this isn't the way things are. Maybe, maybe you need to dig a little deeper, and sometimes so for
1: for example, like if you're looking for I, I used the example earlier of, "Oh, my dog's scratching or something like that, and you go on, how do you know then? Is there a way to determine if that veterinary uh, advice is sound? Are there ways besides being taking it with a grain of salt? Are there particular litmus tests for knowing if something is a hoax? Uh,
0: And it may not even be a hoax, it may be an opinion. That's the other thing to... Something I say in Ain't You Got No Manners is people have very strong opinions and what they're sharing it it may not be, it's not a hoax, it's it's their opinion. But Mm -hmm. you just have to look at that and say, okay, this is person X's opinion, person Y has a different opinion, and also just really uh, talk to people, talk to professionals, talk to your veterinarian, mm-hmm. do some research um, and and that can be exhausting because we want the solution right away our lives to return to that woman that we've been talking about. her life is already so busy that she wants a wants a solution she wants to be able to Okay, get it done because she's got a list. She's going down. At least if she's mm-hmm. like most people, she's got a list, and she wants to get to the important stuff: family, friends, relationships, uh, work, kids, and and some of the stuff you just have to make a decision. It's we've been talking about some of the downsides of tech, but I think there's a lot of upside of tech. There's an upside to some of these apps that are um, supposed to help you manage and lists and reminders because we can't live without reminders I know I personally cannot live without (laughs) calendar reminders without and the thing is writing writing things down I think there's a I think the tech reminders are great the online calendars iCal uh, whatever app uh, productivity app you used lists on, on your iPhone or or lists on your Mac or whatever but there's something to be said for handwriting and writing things down and and I think that's it's a good thing to get into to have more than one tool in order to just remember stuff because there's so much we have to keep track of and there's something very um focusing about writing things down and mm. For some of us being included, our handwriting may not be the best uh at times, but there's something uh good about remembering to do uh handwriting and even even just typing instead of some some of the stuff we're we're used to and I and I know a lot of people that do handwritten notes and are very thoughtful about it. So now it's
1: coming back into Vogue.
0: And and I think that's one one way we can help ourselves slow down. And maybe the last the last thing we might want to think about is uh writing a birthday card or or writing a writing a thank you note and things like that. But there's really something very centering about that. Just to I, I know it's politeness and everything and and it's wonderful and show consideration, but the power of a of a handwritten note or hmm. even a typewritten letter is just uh, just incredible, and they have apps where they have services where you can print your own cards and things like that, and fill out your customize your own greeting cards. So right. online, so that's one one way in which te- technology you can marry technology and these social graces in order to just add that personal touch in the day because i think that, that that helps
1: a personal touch so where can people learn more about navigating this world of the the social media and all of the internet and and this kind of tech stuff where where's the best place to find you kristen
0: The best place to find me is kristinjohnson.net, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, .net. Mm -hmm. There's also the website for the book, A-U-G-N-M.com, which which is short for ain't-you-got-no-manners.com. And also, uh, they can find me on Amazon, Uh, Mm -hmm. Amazon and Smashwords. The book is on Amazon and Smashwords.
1: Sm- I'm not familiar with Smashwords. What is that?
0: It's an ebook platform. Uh, ah. it, it will uh, distribute ebooks and and sell ebooks on Mobi and, and uh, PDF and different different platforms. Kindle, of course, it goes out on Kindle, but it it uh, it's an ebook platform. So I'm on oh. Smashwords for the people that love ebooks. And that's the other thing. We probably all have tons of ebooks, books um, and I hope "Ain't You Got No Manners" will be one of them. But, <laughs> but the, but the print book is. It is there's just something great about uh, having a print book in your hand.
1: Yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah, I I totally agree. It's a different experience. It's much more intimate and. Um, Yeah, it's a whole different tactile experience. Well, Kristen, I really appreciate sharing some of your wisdom about this and and just the general idea of curating your own time and being a master of your smartphone (laughs) rather than a servant. I think this is really going to resonate with people who know it feels, something feels a little bit off and, and concerning about the developments, but um, I appreciate how well you've been able to articulate that. And I am going to put those um, your website and the website of the book on the notes so people can find you. And I really appreciate you sharing your, your time
0: with us today.: Thank you so, Thank you so much, Nicole.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. In this phase of our lives, we're more aware that our time is precious, and we certainly don't want to waste it taking care of stuff that we no longer need, left over from a life that we are no longer living. We know we would feel better with less clutter and more open space, but we don't know how to get there. If this sounds familiar, I'd love you to check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. This course is different than others you may have tried because we give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and tools to help you face the overwhelm and Feelings that come up when you're going through your clutter, it's practical and realistic and the lessons are short and punchy and very manageable, but it has the power to change your life. We all deserve to live in a peaceful home without the chaos of too much stuff. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. See you then.